when you started talking the about the postcast begins. Yeah, when you started talking about Zelda and your grandpa, it reminded me uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. I was a senior in high school, and oh my, God. my uncle would call me at midnight on Sunday, nephew. I can't beat this boss. Come over and show me how to do it. Yep. I'm like, Uncle Bruce, man, it's midnight. He's like, I don't care. You can miss school tomorrow. I'll write you a note. So yep. I would go over to his house. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Brittany, you're going to have to join us in this crazy banter about this. So one of my favorite games uh, when I was when I was growing, getting into high school and growing up um, was Ridge Racer. Do you guys remember Great Ridge Racer? Yeah, okay, yes. so and, <laughs> and okay, so so Ridge Racer. And make sure I'm remembering the right one. Is Ridge Racer the game with the black Lamborghini at the end, or yes. it's the okay? So so my buddy John and I would take. We would spend hours and days. I, we probably should have died, <laughs> right? right? But but there was an endless supply of pizza because we were at my mom and dad's oh, house yeah. and oh, yeah. mom's like, you guys need anything? Keep going. I'm like, thanks mom. Anyway, so so Mountain Dew and pizza, oh, yeah. you're right. I mean, we would drink a 24 pack of Mountain Dew in a night. Oh, yeah. In a night. Okay? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to have repercussions from this someday, right? It's no wonder my teeth suck, right? Again. But so Ridge Racer and we would go and we had this time where this it was the final night when I beat everything and I beat it like it was epic you know and it's like three in the morning yeah. okay and we're going and I'm like I'm like okay and my hands were numb I was re- you know whatever and I was like John give me a Mountain Dew and I had this other Mountain Dew and I'm going I win this thing and we both go into this epic like <laughs> cheering mode right uh-huh. my dad comes walking into the room and he goes I got one more hour to sleep. Shut up. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, but dad, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But we it's, won. It's funny. Similarly, so uh, there's a new game, Player Unknown's Battleground, and it's like 99 people or 100 people, and only one person or one team gets to win. And like, I had never won. And I was like, ah. Oh. So Sam was in town from Oregon. And we, he brought his Xbox, and we set them all up in the same room, and Joshie's playing on the big screen TV. And we're get, it's coming down to crunch time. My dad comes in the room, and he goes, all right, guys, I'm getting ready to go to bed, so you're going to have to be immediately. We won. So we go, yeah! And we, like, rip off our heads, and they're running, like, jumping around. And he's like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm trying to go to bed. Please stop. Effectively, you cheered when your dad came in and said, I've got to go to bed. Like, it was yes! like, he was, we were like, oh wait, were you, <laughs> were you talking? Sorry, Dad. We, we, it was like the most intense yeah. moment of the game. Yeah. He's like trying to tell us some important yeah. fact that we need to know. Oh, I love that, it. So, that, that's so funny because that game in particular is one of those games that's come out that is that's really fueled my competitive spirit for that reason. You, there is only yes. one, there's, there's only one winner in every game, but like out of a hundred, you know, you're windowing down. And we did the same thing the other night. Like Brittany's like, I'm going to bed. You can stay up, play the game, do whatever you want to do. And we're playing, and like it gets down to like the top five, and we're like, yes, yes, we're like, he's behind the word, he's behind the word, yeah. and, like we're screaming, and then like, like the screen goes black, and because like we've killed each other, and it was, <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, we won, and, 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 like 
and then it just you lose your mind because it's like I nobody knew, and it's like that you chase that feeling sometimes. Uh, you know? So funny how like in those moments like your communication skills become like zero. Yeah. You're like you know over there. You're like wait wait, 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 wait to the tree to the tree. No 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 the other tree. Right right right. You're on the right. You're on the right. You're on the right. You're like, Shut up! I can't. I don't know which way you're talking about. So Noah does that whenever like, Noah no like we're playing. He already died and like he's watching our screen and he's like. He's like, oh my god, to your left, to your left! And I come to my left and I get shot. He goes, you're on their left! <laughs> I'm notorious for doing that on purpose to my friends. Uh, like, oh, he's on your right! You know, yeah. turn right, and they're like, there's nobody over there. I was like, I know, I was just checking your reflexes. I'm sorry. It's so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Game, games, though, when we were, when I was a kid, uh, I've come back to them and realized they are terribly difficult <laughs> like terribly difficult, difficult. Yeah. like the buttons do not work okay they just do not work when I, so when we were when we were coming up uh, I had a buddy of mine his name will he will remain nameless because I don't want to implicate him in this but um, he I won everything that's just who I was I beat everybody and right. I probably wasn't very nice about it but anyway so I, I was beating everybody right imagine yeah shut up Jay. anyway so <laughs> So I would win, and when he got when he lost, he'd get mad, and he would throw his controller oh. around like he again. They're cabled, right? It's not right. like wireless. So he's swinging around. One time he broke something in his in his house because he's flipping his controller around, and I'm like, "You're overreacting." So now I'm playing old video games again. Right? And they're not working. And I'm going, I totally understand why he was throwing his controller, right? Because, like, Mario or Mega Man, Mega Man does not jump when you tell that little blue idiot to jump. It's so true. You have the time. Yes. There's a timing aspect to the jump. It's so stupid. I got Amanda. We we played Mortal Kombat when we were younger. When we first got married, we would play Mortal Kombat. And I would just stand still and, you know, jab. And she'd get so mad because she'd lose to me. And she threw the controller at me. And I'm like, this is sixty five dollars. Don't ever do it. You're grounded from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We haven't played it ever since. Yeah, this has gotten more expensive <laughs> yeah. since then. What are you thinking? <laughs> this is sixty five dollars. It's moments like that though that I love because like that those are the, the the growing moments in video games that not many people get anymore. Like you're playing with each other. Like that's what all these we're talking <laughs> right. about, you know. Cause like we do the same thing. I they just released the um, like the Super Nintendo Classic and the NES Classic right. and everything. And I'm like, I just want to have all of my friends over and just play Mario Kart. Again. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like like who cares about this? Cause I want the fastest lap time. So that, like yeah. in PUBG, you're always chasing that fastest thing. Like nobody can beat me in Mario Kart. Like that's a challenge. That is not well, true. Challenge accepted. No, that's <laughs> challenge accepted. I fun fact was fun fact. Was, fun fact was I uh, attempted the Guinness World Record for the fastest lap time of Bowser's Castle for Mario Kart DS, and I was only um, one one hundredth of a second away from beating. Wow, that's awesome. Guinness record. Wow, that's awesome. Couldn't beat it though. I could not wow. get. Faster. My one sister, with one one hundredth of a second, though, probably in Guinness World Records, leaves him with the 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 second place thousand people. So in my my senior year of high school, I lived with my sister Nikki, 
and she and I would play Mario Kart together, and mm-hmm. she could never figure out how I was winning yeah. until she actually just stopped and watched me mm-hmm. jumping over walls and <laughs> taking yep. all these little yep. shortcuts. She's I like, you little Kart. cheater. I'm like, yeah. it's in the game. It's not cheating. I'm sorry. Yep. This figure is, it out. <laughs> this, is where, this is where the whole speedrun phenomenon came along and, and showed you that older video games actually had cheats to them. Oh, they had they had yeah. broken programming issues, right? Mm-hmm. And so like like the most the most notorious, supposedly the most notorious uh, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers level is 4-2, which is where you're able to, if you get the right vine and get the right little se- separate level, you can actually warp to level eight. Right. Okay. And so like everybody talks about this. Well, this guy finds this out where you can run in the beginning of the stage. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you run and you jump over these couple things, and then there's a there's like a block like this, and you get a mushroom in there. Well, if you run as the small guy, small Mario, underneath, and you jump beforehand, you can actually jump into the wall and run through the bricks. Yeah. So it's a glitch in the game. Right. Well, it saves the two seconds that you need, plus it jumps Mario ahead uh, 20 frames or 30 frames which means you were able to get to the warp stage by going through the wrong pipe because it broke the game somehow. Right. And so these cheats are found out. Like, we didn't know that when we were kids. The we were sitting there going, you piece of junk, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's either Contra or Blood Code. That's the only thing yeah. we knew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love so, it. But, uh, I wasn't allowed to play Contra when I was a kid. Really? Oh, man. My mom was all over me about stuff like that. I love Contra. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I went to Uncle Bruce's house to play it. <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny because I, I always grew up with, like, I go back to Zelda. Like, those were the games that I gravitated towards, which was, like, just fantasy. Like, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm also, like, this game got a little dark at some point. Like, yeah. Like, somebody should have probably been like, hey, Adam, you might not want to be playing this game. But I always loved it. I thought it was great. Speak, wife. You 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 have uh, you have an input on on Adam not uh, paying attention to you. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've already lived through that one. <laughs> yes, I don't want to bring up such a painful subject. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Like, um, I think there's definitely a balance that needs to happen. I think that I uh, just like anything else in the world that video games can be abused in a in a way that is unhealthy, but it can also be you know, a good creative release, but it's making sure that you're still grounded and that your heart condition is right and that your heart also doesn't get hard. And because I feel like there is this, a thing of like being, you know, just entertained too much and yeah. you get desensitized to things that are really, you know, things that are not natural. Um, but I mean, I think it's all about balance and heart condition and and also, like, the wasting time aspect, I mean, that's huge. And it goes to, like, I mean, me growing up, I, the very much the pattern of our life was you go to school or work, and then you come home, and then you get on the couch or whatever. And there wasn't really, like, that definitive drive for anyone to do anything creative. And I think that video games is just now, in, it's just another thing in addition to TV that's a distraction. Yeah. Um, I think we can go. Uh, I think we can go into a massively deep, you know, uh, conversation about this. But I think when men 
abdicate their responsibilities when they when they go well women can work and women and they can right but women can work and they do this and my wife makes more money than I do and this is great and this is common thing to very quickly have you know men kind of sit back the frustration that develops on a lot of moms or wives behalf even girlfriends behalf I think is from this deep-rooted thing that says, "Yeah, but you should be taking responsibility," yeah, right. to their to their husband or to the guy, you know, and say, "You really need to get up and and do a thing." Mm-hmm. And I'm good with you playing a video game, but not all the time, not right, yeah. all day, every day. And and I think in today's culture, you have a lot of women that are carrying all the weight. Yeah. They go to work, they work hard, they come home, they clean the house, they cook the food, they wrestle the kids. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you know, Jimmy is sitting yeah. on the couch, you know, yeah. worn the couch in, you know, he's got his spot. Yep. I'm not, yep. uh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> I was messing with you. He's, he's worn the couch in because this is what he's done. I think that is, I think that's a legitimate beef by a lot of women. Yeah. I think it's a legitimate beef. I think it's also kind of hard for a lot of women to understand what is even entertaining about it. I think that they, I mean, and what I've personally encountered, like through women that I've talked to, they're like, I don't even get it. It is a waste of time, but they don't understand like that. It does have that friend part of it. It has that competitive part of it. It has those things that any person looks for. I think that, they just think that, you know, it's uninteresting to me, so I'm writing it all off. And I mean, it's right. very, I've, men do it all the time, too, of things that women care a lot about, like fashion or, you know, stereotypical stuff is what I'm saying right now. But, yeah. mm. you know, they are like, well, I don't care what you wear, so I'm not going to even listen to you. Mm. Or, like, I'm not going to invest so, my time into caring. Yeah, so that just kind of blows my mind because, that, and that, that's awesome. Because that, and that's why it's great that you're jumping in here. Because the same, wow, this it's fascinating to me that you could look at it and say a guy could say, "I'm not interested in what you're interested in, so just have fun." Mm-hmm. So, you know, the darling wife wants to go shopping and she wants to spend time with her her mom or something like this, and the husband goes, "Fine, do whatever you want to do. I don't care." But the wife often doesn't come home and go, fine, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Or if the relationship is bad, maybe that's what it's turned into, right? Go ahead and play your video games. I don't care. Her heart cry is, I really would like to spend some time with you. But men's heart cry might also be, hey, I'll put the video game down if you want to do something. Right. But you never want to do anything. Yeah. Or you want to go shopping and yeah. I'm not interested in there's What a, do we like together? Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. I, I've uh, I've learned, you know, to to make things easier. So I, I started asking permission from a man to play games. Like, hey, do you mind if I get on here and do this? Right. And if she says yeah, then then that's the, the, the okay to go ahead and play. Um but she'll she's a reader, right? Instead of watching T V, she'll sit and read. So it kind of works out for us. She can sit next to me and read, and I can sit there and game, and we just, you know, veg out or whatever together. But um, me asking permission has really helped both of us, you know, communicate on what's going on and, and that aspect of she doesn't really get it. Yeah. But it's to the point where, yeah, okay, go have fun, and, and I'll I'll do something. And then when she wants time, she said, hey, she'll usually go, hey, it's, it's time to go do something. And that's when I'll just turn it off and we'll go do something. But yeah. Do you view that asking permission is some somehow less manly? No. 
Okay. No, See, it's, it's so, part of a marriage, you know. Right. To be to be yeah. truly honest, people say marriage is 50-50, but I look at it as 100% and 100%. Yeah. Yes. Both We're of you have in. to put in everything, yeah. right? And and you know, we both came to an agreement a long time ago to just to just see, you know, how each, each of us feels about a thing like that. You know, you know, just talk about it. Hey, do you mind if I do this? Any any decision that we make as a as a as a husband and wife, we ask each other what we think or, you know, I think that helps with communication across the board. Without and, and I can add to that too. So, so my wife's in the room. So like, <laughs> no, so, so I've definitely gotten to the point where, you know, where we were having problems with things, I would ask for permission as well. And I still do. I still do pretty much every single time yeah. I ever want to play games, but I am also, um, men in particular need to be careful with this one. I'm sure you, you know this too, is that sometimes we ask and we hear yes, but we also heard no. Like 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 the words that came out were yes, but the tone That's was the definitely whole, no. Fine. Yes. Yeah. And so like I definitely think there's like that whole smart step of saying, okay, I've overstepped my boundary too much and they just want to make me happy. So they're saying yes. Yeah. But I know that this is the wrong yeah. decision. And so there's there's tons of times where like you know Brittany will give me that okay you're gonna play games again I'm like oh well no I'm not like because that is not worth it to me versus right. upsetting my wife right and so like you gotta you gotta kind of balance that and most people hear yes and like okay I'll go play my game still and your your <laughs> wife is so mad at yeah. you, <laughs> you know? steam rolling and eyes rolling yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean and of course there's two lessons to be learned there there's the wife's lesson that is Say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the husband's lesson, which is stop being so daft, right? Yeah. 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 You you you're not allowed to be Homer Simpson. It doesn't it's yeah. not a legitimate man, you yeah. know, so move on. And, and I think I think though, like all of this it just goes back to like the deeper thing too of like as I won't say as a man, but as a video game enthusiast we've been robbed from what we cared about about video games. And that is, I will always say, like, the community and the coming together, you know, friendship or whatever. We've been robbed for the pursuit of money for that. Online gaming exists not because it's online gaming. It's because they saw their money opportunity. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. it, like, so, like, when you see that and we thrive for that, like, I personally thrive for, like, the, the competition of, beating my friend like I, I love that so much and so like we chase that and we, it's easy to forget everything. i thrive on crushing noah i do, <laughs> I do. It's, so, it's so good and, and you know it's easy to be like okay i'm not getting that in this instance so i'm going to keep pursuing it and i think that's where like the addiction and everything comes right, in right right because it's never like you never get fully satisfied online because you might not ever reach that point but if you're playing like you go to arcade because we will go to like Dave and Buster's or stuff all the time. But if you go to arcade and all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm going to get the high score of Donkey Kong. The winner is going to be determined like when that second game hits, like, like you're going to get to the end of the result right. right away. You never get to the end of the result online. It's, it's rare, right. you know? So I feel like we're always chasing that. Like we're chasing the magic dragon at the end of things. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that, that's also the connection between video games and porn, too. It's like you're constantly chasing something that's unobtainable. Yes. Right. And you, but you think that you're being satisfied, but in reality, it's not doing yes. what you think it's supposed to be doing. And, and that, I love Brittany. So uh, it, that's why 
That's why a proper view, husbands and wives, a proper view of sex is important too. I can't tell you how many husbands I talk to that they are still addicted to pornography. Mm -hmm. You have a wife. You have the ability to have this release, this fulfillment, because sex to them is still about just a release. Yeah. It's not about an intimacy with two people, right. which says, uh, I am passionately in love with you and you with me and and so there's this amazing thing we have we have families you know married couples with porn addictions because that previous problem which is chasing the magic dragon or whatever you guys said is it's never ending yeah. you know and so with your spouse i mean you can tell when i tell i tell wives this all the time because i'll sit down with husbands and wives and i'll tell wives Listen, you need to be careful and you need to be observant because you can tell when your husband is watching pornography. How can I tell? He wants you to do things that he that he's seen done, right? He's he's imagining crap that just right. doesn't come into your freaking brain, right? And you go, time out. And I think the reality is you have to stop and you have to say, hold on a second. Where is this coming from? I do think that wise, I know we've gone wow deep into this. Thanks a lot, Brittany. But I, I think I think... <laughs> We have to be able to say, wives need to look at, and husbands need to look at their, their spouse's sins, not as reasons to kick them out of the house yeah. and hate them, yes. but areas in which they can respond and say, I am supposed to be the answer to yeah. your lusts, to your desires, to those things. I'm the answer to this. Can I help you? Right. right? Instead, what happens with most married couples is, is the guys, you know, addicted to something or the girls addicted to something? And then they're like, how dare you? You've betrayed my trust. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you have in that moment. Right. But getting them to come back to the table and say, how do we repair the trust yeah. by you helping me with what I struggle with? Yeah. And I will help you with what you struggle with. Like, this is a big deal. But we have taught, an entire generation has been taught. It's a never-ending pursuit of pleasure. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> that's not it. It's yeah. companionship. It's it's community and video games. Yeah. I, that sounds disjointed, but it's there. It's community. It's it's fellowship between a husband and wife. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. We were sitting down with um, John Mark McMillan one time, and we were having a conversation in this class, and he was talking about how you don't give your wife the same card every single year for like her birthday or whatever it is. Like, could you imagine getting a card that says just I love you 10, 10 years in a row? At the end of that 10th year, it's like, okay, do you really actually mean this? And that's like what the pursuit of all this is. We're chasing something that we never actually mean or yeah. anything. Instead of saying, oh, I'm going to take two steps back and actually find out where my heart is and what it looks like and give you what is proper and good and right. something that is authentic. I'm going to tell you I love you in a different way. Yes. And like that's where I think that, that misconception of, of sex is yes. in particular, where it's the, the, the end result is what they're caring about and nothing that goes Without in between doubt. it. That's right. awesome. When I was hanging out with Lincoln Brewster, I, I've never done that, but Adam name dropped, so I figured I needed to. Well, I, had to I had to give credit to where credit's due. I'm dogging you right now. It's great. I do want to just say one quick thing about what Nathan was saying about... Um, you know, trying to be the fulfillment of something that they're struggling with. I think one of the biggest things, and, you know, I've read a lot of articles and stuff about this, is just 
when you are with someone that has any sort of addiction that's like that, knowing that it's not about you is yes. huge. Knowing that their issue actually is about them and not about you and it's not about your in your Are you beautiful yeah. enough? Yeah. Are you strong enough? Or yes. Yeah. Yeah. That and that is one of the greatest divisions in the marriage relationship when pornography is present because the wife often says you don't see me and that like broken so bad and so that's a huge piece obviously yeah. a very emotional piece and i appreciate you being vulnerable about that because yeah. uh it should be a teaching lesson for for men to say be careful because what you inadvertently communicate is you're not good enough and that just, and so what do I want to do? I want to strangle men, <laughs> you know? So yeah, listen up. That's <laughs> so a, it's a, it's a deep challenge. Thank you for sharing that. That's huge. That's huge. As huge. our president, president would say, which is probably not the guy to talk about when we're talking <laughs> relationships and problems. So guys, this has been an awesome podcast. And I think we have to do a, a definitely a state on the issue of pornography and and uh, marriage relationships that's a big deal so thank you guys for joining us we will see you again next week